You're listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. It is Thursday, May 4th. We are live and conventional today. It's also Star Wars Day. Just have to throw that out there. That's true. It is. It is. <laughs> yes. We have a great conversation about convention coming up in just a moment. Thanks to Concordia University, Wisconsin, for your support of The Coffee Hour. Find out more about Concordia University, Wisconsin at cuw.edu. Edu. Live Uncommon. Joining us in studio today, the Reverend Dr. John Sias. He is Secretary of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. Dr. Sias, welcome back to the Coffee Hour. Good morning. It's great to be back. Thanks for coming back to talk all things convention for the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. We have the Synodical Convention coming up this summer in July, and that means thousands, a couple thousand of Co- people. A couple thousand folks streaming toward Milwaukee. <laughs> we'll be headed toward Milwaukee. Uh, we're looking forward to being there and uh, broadcasting from the convention as well, providing some updates and also just checking in with folks at the convention. But let's back up a little bit. It's kind of a three-year, well, this time a four-year process <laughs> right. leading up to convention. Typically, it's a three-year process leading up to the convention because of some of the things that slowed down during the pandemic. It became a four-year process for us, correct? Right. Yeah, we had the concern uh, in 2020 that some of the district conventions that were scheduled to meet in 2021 would mm-hmm. not be able to do so in their jurisdictions. And um we said it's really important for people to get together physically. You can't replace a convention with uh, just checking in on the internet. And uh, so we, uh, the congregations of the Senate opted to add an extra year to the a Jubilee year to the triennium <laughs> and uh, give the districts two years in which to finish their conventions. So where are we now after all of those districts have now met? Where, right. where are we in the convention timeline? We are hurtling toward... <laughs> Two exciting pieces of the action. One is Floor Committee Weekend, where all the reports and overtures that have been submitted uh, to the Senate Convention for Business will be evaluated by the floor committees, have been appointed by the president, and turned into resolutions, potential convention actions. And uh, so that's one thing we're looking forward to here in June. The other thing is we're ramping up toward the election of the president, which will be done online again as we've done uh, since 2013. And uh, that's going to be coming up here, um, well, also in June, mm-hmm. just starting about a week after that uh, floor committee weekend. So thanks for clarifying that floor committee. For me, I was concerned that it was a committee that was formed to help us determine what type of floor covering we would be using here at the International yes, Center. Yes, yes, color of the carpet. Very That's important. right. So, <laughs> we need to vote. That, right. Those are things that have divided congregations, and it's important. Um, no, thank you for clarifying that. Who make? Who are the people who make up the floor committees and and the the, the ways that floor committees serve? Yeah, the, the floor committees are really an exciting piece of the convention action. And for real convention junkies, uh, <laughs> being on a floor committee or maybe attending one of the floor committee open hearings is uh, you know a real highlight of the convention season because you know as you know we've we've got. 200 and some overtures, uh, 283, I think, is the total number, headed toward the convention. They're all printed in the workbook. It's available online for everybody to look at. But in a few short days of convention time, there's no time to address all those individually or to do the tuning up that is often required um, when those things hit the big stage. And uh, people from a variety of perspectives in the Synod start to look at them and improve on uh, the proposed actions that have come in. So these floor committees take all that volume of material 
it's uh, divided into uh, today 12 floor committees and each one gets a pile of overtures and a pile of reports and their business is to take that stuff and turn it into resolutions that are ready for the convention to engage with. So the folks that do that, they're drawn from the attendees of the convention itself. They're uh, voting and advisory delegates from the circuits of the Synod, uh, advisory delegates from the districts, uh, or I should, advisory delegates from the districts, I should say, uh, the, including commission ministers and uh, retired ordained ministers and those that are working outside the parish in, in various uh, fields and advisory representatives from district boards of directors and all the various institutions of the church. Um, they all come together here in, in St. Louis and uh, we lock them up with the overtures and they hash it out. <laughs> no one can leave. Your that badges is, don't work. Is the, there, it, there's it is food a rule. though, right? There like is food. You feed them in it, okay. There's that's, food, that's there's cool. worship, there's uh, oh, all you you know, need. enjoyable discussion. <laughs> uh, so yeah, it's it's a great time. Floor committee, floor party, whatever you want to call it. Oh, right. Yeah. Right. Floor party. That that's a different thing from college. Anyway, oh. <laughs> so we're talking about overtures, resolutions, floor committee weekend. I was about to say floor party weekend. What are some? Do we know what some of these overtures are? You mentioned they're in the convention workbook. Some sure. some generalizations of, of what some of these overtures sure. are. Sure. Yeah. So there are twelve uh, committees that kind of characterize the work from national uh, to international mission work. Um, to uh, theology and church relations, life together, mercy projects. Uh, there's a lot of material this time on our universities, trying mm. to find a governing model for our universities that will help them flourish and also keep them connected to the church uh, in years ahead in at challenging times for, for small, lesser endowed uh, universities mm -hmm. in our country. Uh, routes to ministry, how are we gonna find and provide pastors for congregations to see that people have word and sacrament in often hard to serve you know parts of our synod uh, far-flung areas and uh, then some material dealing with kind of i don't know hot topics i guess i would say <laughs> in our culture our church uh, how we how we engage some of the cultural transformations that are happening in our country uh, hopefully in a way that that keeps us faithful to god's word but also that fruitfully engages the people in our communities and, and brings them into the hearing of the gospel so floor committees have their work cut out for them in preparation for convention. That's coming up yes. very soon. That's happening in June? Yeah, floor no. committee uh, weekend is going to be June I think, 9th to 12th here in St. Louis. So that's kind of right around the bend, about a month out here. So we can certainly be praying for those who will be gathering for floor committee weekend. That's a lot of work to tackle in that time. And uh, absolutely, I I'm sure it can be... Uh, it can be a bit uh, taxing. Mm. Yeah, yeah. You know, it takes a lot of, of preparation right. and, and uh, you know, a lot of uh, wisdom um, to try to come up with something that could be presented to the convention and really reflect the desires of the whole synod and uh, to, to do something good. Um, so prayer is definitely welcome. The other thing that's welcome is comments on all those overtures. Mm. Uh, anyone in the synod, uh, members of the synod, uh, pastors, Teachers, uh, other ordained commission church workers, people in congregations of the Senate are welcome to review the workbook, uh, which you can go find online at lcms.org slash convention. Uh, go to the National Convention button, and inside there you'll find the convention workbook. There you'll have all the reports and overtures that those four committees are going to consider. And uh, you can send comment to my office 
at uh, LCMS Secretary at lcms.org uh, or by mail to me at 1333 Kirkwood. And I will share those comments with the respective floor committee and um, make sure that your perspectives and input on these things are, are reviewed. Very good. We'll provide a link to that information to the convention uh, page as well in the program notes. So if you're listening to this or capture or catch the podcast, um, you can find the notes in in the uh, or the links in the notes as well. I want to talk a little bit about um, in addition to floor committee. We talked about in the timeline nominations and elections. Where right. are we in that process? Yeah. So uh, there too, the great funnel of input from uh, the whole <laughs> synod has distilled down to. Uh, lists of candidates. The nominees have all come in, been processed. Um, we had the Committee for Convention Nominations, uh, one of the other committees of the convention. Uh, they met here in January and looked at nominations for all the officer, board, and commission positions in the Synod and funneled a huge number of nominees down to those candidates that will be on each slate. Uh, we also had the electronic, uh, electronic for the first time, a nomination process for President and vice presidents of the synod, where each congregation could nominate two men for president, first vice president, and their regional vice president. All that's in uh, has been tabulated, and the results of both those two processes are in the uh, biographical statements. Uh, I'm sorry, I got that wrong. Um, how does it go? The BSSN uh, <laughs> biographical synopses and statements of nominees. Uh -huh. Uh, which is an appendix to the convention workbook, also available on the Senate webpage. So you can look there uh, at each of the, uh, pr from president, first vice president, uh, the regional vice presidents in the five regions, and then the 62 other positions that were handled by the Committee for Convention nominations. You can see all the candidates there, their smiling faces, uh, their uh, biographical synopses, what they've been up to all these years, and then a brief personal statement on uh, where they think they might be able to serve in the Senate. We'll learn more about that process, the nominations and elections uh, associated with the LCMS convention coming up this summer. We have more to chat about with Reverend Dr. John Sias, Secretary of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, right here on the Coffee Hour in just a moment. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. You're a miracle. You know that, right? A living, breathing, one-of-a-kind miracle. You were created to stand apart, to share your gifts in the service of others, to make an uncommon impact in a common world. And at Concordia University, it's our mission to help you do that, to live uncommon. To learn more about Concordia, go to cuw.edu. Welcome back to The Coffee Hour. I'm Andy Bates. I'm Sarah Golseth. We are talking with Reverend Dr. John Sias, Secretary of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod, about all things 
conventional about uh, the convention <laughs> coming up this summer in Milwaukee, uh, the convention of the Lutheran Church, Missouri Synod. So we've talked about floor committee and the overtures that they are working with and their upcoming big weekend in which they work on all that to, to bring forth uh, resolutions to right. present to, to Senate in convention. And we started talking about nominations and elections, and that's quite a process. I didn't realize there were over 60 different offices. It, it's fewer than it was in, in years past. It used to be many more, and you can imagine the days went before electronic voting. <laughs> and uh, I look back at the minutes and, and uh, pity the tellers committee that had to deal with those uh, slates, because that was a big deal. You'd you kind of go, you know, the business of the convention would be going on, and the tellers would come in and say, okay, we've tabulated a few more. Here's your next pile of ballots. Yikes. And they would go round and round until they were done. So so uh, electronics have, you know, <laughs> they're a daily challenge, but they have helped some things. Yeah, I, I only know how long it takes for us to do paper ballots in our congregation voters meetings, and Yikes. that's only like 100 people. So right. 1,200 delegates going at that. Oh, my brain is exploding. There'll be some hanging chads. Yeah, 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 a little bit. So how how do the, all of those, how do all of those elections work? Because that's a lot of offices. Are those happening now? I know the presidential one happens uh, in June. How does all the rest right. of that work? Yeah, so the election of the president has been done uh, prior to the convention uh, since 2013. That hmm. came in in the 2010 changes. And uh, so we have completed now registering the voters, uh, hmm. each parish in the Synod, uh, has the opportunity to register a pastoral voter and a lay voter, pastor voter, if they have a pastor currently in, uh, in office on the roster. And uh, those folks have now been registered. Uh, the congregations or the parishes still have the opportunity to change those registrations until, uh, I believe it is, uh, June, uh, I think it is June 9th. Yep, June 9th. Um, which is the date, the cutoff date for changes uh, to the registration. The reason we have to do that is we have an election contractor that will reach out to those individual voters, send them instructions, get them exactly what they need to go to a simple website and cast their votes uh, during that election that then starts um, on the 17th. So uh, we do need a little setup time there, but those folks are, are registered, approximately 6,100 voters across the Senate. Wow. So that's that's always kind of an exciting thing to see that moving along. Yeah. So that when does that voting happen online for president the the window? The the first round uh and now we've not had to go to a second round previously, but the first round uh opens the 17th of June and closes the 20th of June. It runs hmm. kind of Saturday to Tuesday to give people over the weekend time to do it and probably on Sunday a chance to remind one another, "Hey, you, <laughs> you cast our vote yet?" Uh <laughs> So that works out pretty well. And and we typically get better than 90% voter participation of those who have registered, which is about 62% of the potential electors this time. About 90% of those who are registered actually go and vote. So, you know, that's doing a lot better than most municipalities. <laughs> <laughs> so once the, the voting has closed, then what happens from there? Well, it depends. Oh. Uh, uh, election requires a majority vote so a plurality won't do it if you just get the most votes of anybody in the election that's still not enough unless you have half the votes and a little more mm. so it's possible and a little bit more possible now that we have five candidates on the ballot instead of three that's mm. a new feature this time it's possible that a candidate would not achieve a majority in the first ballot 
that happens, we drop the bottom um, candidate and, and maybe more than one if, if, if more than one got a very small fraction of the vote. There are complicated rules in the bylaws for this. And then we vote again. And uh, so we can have, uh, there's a potential for up to three runoff elections. Now, I doubt we'll need all those, uh, but there's the potential for that, three runoff elections in uh, the weeks that follow. Uh, so pretty quickly after that election, there will be a notice to the voters to say either there was an election and we're done or get ready to do this again. And, and that communication is all happening, happening on email? Is that right? There will be emails directly to the voters, so mm -hmm. that gets right to their boxes. There will also, of course, be announcements on the, the LCMS uh, website and other, other places so that uh, folks who want to follow along in real time can. We're not doing like Facebook Live or anything like that. No. <laughs> I'm not that big a personality. You know. yeah. That'd be so fun, though. Yeah, 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 right. <laughs> so th the presidential election then is completed, hopefully before convention meets in, in yes, July. Yes, definitely. We, we, we know, I mean, apart from acts of God, it is planned to be well over before convention meets uh, in July. Very good. And then the rest of the elections, any other elections that, that happened before convention or just president? No, only the president occurs before mm. uh, the convention. Um, one little detail happens uh, before the convention. After the president is elected, he winnows down the slate of 20 potential first vice president candidates to a slate of five that will go to the convention. And uh, once the president-elect has done that, then that's shared with the convention, too, or with the Senate. Uh, so they can be prepared in really the first election they do at the convention to elect first vice president. Uh, but all the other elections take place at uh, then at the uh, convention, and all the information on those slates uh, is available in that biographical uh, synopses and statements of nominees book. I got it right that time. <laughs> a, lot, a lot of things for you to, to keep straight. You got a, like a pile of, of papers and, Who knows and what's uh, in there? timeline and all yeah. kinds of information right here. It's, it's, yeah. it, there's so much that happens. He knows this is hard hitting news. The, the is, coffee hour. It really is. Really difficult questions right. so we can I, prepare. Get me into my backup material here. <laughs> You never know what's in there. I really want to know now, but we don't have enough time for that. <laughs> We've mentioned the convention workbook a, a couple of times, and I've been kind of scrolling through. It's very long. There's a lot of stuff in there. Yes. Can what what all is in that book so people can uh, can go look at it? Right, right. And and the book, I'll tell you, we we did something new with it this time. We're, we kind of try to make these things more usable from convention to convention. And mm. um, one of the things we did this time is when you download that PDF. If you open it up in a kind of a full-fledged PDF uh, viewer, you can open up the bookmarks, often they're on the left-hand side, mm -hmm. and you've got an interactive table of contents to the whole book that's there that you can click on, uh, open up, expand the tree, and you can see all the, the reports and all the overtures in the floor committees. You can click on them, it'll take you right to the topics you're most interested in. But um, that book, it's, it's got the, the two main chunks. Uh, there are some other pieces, too, um, of uh, you know, who's registered to attend the convention. Um, actually, kind of an interesting point on that. This is the first time we're not publishing delegate mailing addresses in that book. Uh, we had a convention, uh, convention change the bylaws this last time, something we've done for a very long time, but, but stopped our doing that. Uh, to protect our convention delegates from unwanted stuff. Um, yeah. You know, that uh, kind of protection of, of privacy and your mailbox has become more important to folks. And, and maybe even your street address is kind of important to protect, too. 
So, uh, so that's a change people might notice if they get into those other sections. There's a list of those who have entered into into their rest in the triennium. So, um, I kind of enjoyed putting that together and seeing familiar names of mm -hmm. uh, folks I knew around the Senate in years past that have gone to glory uh, to remember them. They'll be specially remembered at the convention too. But so those are some of the other pieces that are there. But uh, there's a directory of all the kind of the the people who are at the upper levels of stuff in the Senate <laughs> that you might be interested in contacting someday or knowing about. And then there are reports and there are overtures. Uh, the reports attempt to cover or summarize all the work that's going on in all the official parts of Synod for the convention's review. Uh, so the convention delegates and the whole Synod can have a look at what's being done, what the challenges are, uh, what hopes are for the coming triennium and beyond, and, and have their say about whether that looks good and we should support it or whether we ought to go different directions. So the, the workbook is available on the LCMS website in the convention pages on the LCMS website, and we'll provide a link to that. That really can help delegates, whether voting or advisory delegates who are attending the convention, to prepare for the convention so that they know what what's going to be on the table. Yes, and those that will be headed toward convention, you will be getting a copy of it in the mail uh, for all our registered uh, voting advisory delegates. I think even the alternates get the workbook and um, uh, some other folks uh, in official capacities throughout the Synod. But uh, anybody can go download it, or if you want your own personal paper copy, <laughs> uh, it's possible to order that from Concordia Publishing House. I'm not totally sure they're set up to do that just yet. They may be, but uh, you'll see that popping up in their items any any, any day now. That's a, a big seller right here. No. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's right. I mean, I think that's it's right. very interesting. <laughs> but you, like you pointed out, you can get it electronically now and, and right. start reading through that right. to prepare for right. a convention. There are other materials to help prepare for convention as well. Um, and that is the Word of God, a, a study of God's Word that happens. Is that in preparation for convention or at convention? It, Bible study. It, it is in preparation for, and, and what an appropriate thing to have uh, for a convention where our theme is, we preach Christ crucified from 1 Corinthians, uh, Paul's great work, words to us about what the church in all she does is to be about. Um, it's, uh, it's not only good to be prepped on the business and on who you're going to vote for when you come to convention, but to be prepared in the word of God to consider all things. Uh, according to uh, the scriptures as the word of God, as our, as our uh, constitution says, and uh, the Lutheran confessions as the expression, the faithful expression thereof. So uh, delegates, as they're preparing to do their work, and uh, representatives, and uh, the whole synod as it prays for the work of those delegates and representatives in convention and prepares to advise them on stuff, what a great place to start uh, in that convention Bible study that delves into that theme, uh, what it means to be a church that preaches Christ crucified. Uh, so that, too, is available from the Synod website, and I imagine you guys can post that in the in the links. Yeah, we will. It's a, it, I have to say the art this year, the, the whole convention theme is just very beautiful. So kudos. I'm assuming LCMS Communications did that. Yeah, LCMS <laughs> Communications did that for us. It is, it is kind of a stunning uh, yeah. I think a uh, collection of images that all focus on that theme. There's kind of a, a stained glass uh, motif that goes with that. And if you, if you collect all the printed books, <laughs> you'll see uh, a focus on, on various pieces of a, a beautiful scene uh, on each of those covers. So they all, they all harmonize together quite nicely. 
So well, now I need to collect all the books. Yeah, now you need to collect them all. See, I, <laughs> Concordia Publishing House can't say I never did anything for them. No. There you go. There you go. Get all your books. See all of the imagery. It's it's really beautiful, and this is very exciting. We're getting so close to all of these things, and, and I know you've been working for uh, quite some time in making sure all these details come together. What's uh, what's next on the uh, agenda? What's next on the timeline coming up? Uh, I am eagerly uh, awaiting the floor committees, preparing to support them, and then, of course, to, to get that presidential election uh, started when it's time. So we'll have a bunch of communications coming out about that in days ahead. Very good. You can find many of these resources on lcms.org and click on the convention tab, and that'll take you to the convention page and lots of resources there to help prepare for it. If you're whether you're a delegate or just going to be observing uh, from afar, uh, and we'll we'll more be there. than welcome. We'll be there to provide some updates as well at the LCMS convention. What number? Just fun trivia. What number convention for you is this? Ooh. Uh. For me, I well, I came on as secretary at the 2016 convention. I was elected in Milwaukee of hey. all places, so I'll be <laughs> uh, going going home to my initial start. But I, I was at the 2013 convention for commission on uh, constitutional matters. Um, or no, actually at 16 for CCM. Before that, I was I was actually on the uh, committee for convention nominations. So oh. I had enjoyed some of those roles before taking the big C up front. <laughs> Sarah, have you been to convention before? I have not. I've I'm not going this one. year either. <laughs> I've only been to one, so this will be my second one, I believe. So Very exciting. Convention coming up July of 2023 this summer. Thanks so much, Dr. Sias, for helping us prepare. Always a pleasure. Thank you. You've been listening to The Coffee Hour. I'm Eddie Bates. I'm Sarah Goldseth. The Coffee Hour with Andy and Sarah is a production of KFUO. To support the Coffee Hour and KFUO Radio, visit KFUO.org. You can also text KFUO to 41444 or send an email to gifts at KFUO.org. And you can call us at 800-844-0524. KFUO. Christ for you anytime, anywhere. Anywhere.